We go together like peas and carrots. The Peas and Carrots Podcast, sharing life from our piece of the vegetable patch. Brian and Kayla Sanders. Welcome to the Peas and Carrots Podcast. I'm Kayla. And I'm Brian. Hey, thanks for being along for the ride today. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you have to say hello? Because I'm British. That's not... Will you ask? Okay. Well, all right. So, okay. Have a carb. Have a... (laughs) So, what's up in the world of peas and carrots? Well, it's August... And in August, we reset routines in our house. For some reason, with the start of a new school year, we often find ourselves resetting for food, for exercise, for sleep, all the things that, like, kids typically do going back to school. And and I'm back in the gym. I'm going back to the gym. I was out of the gym for, like... Three weeks due to COVID and things like that. So I'm back in the gym and uh, you can, I can tell I've been out of the gym for three weeks. <laughs> it's a little so hard, isn't it's it? It's a little, it's yeah. a little difficult. So yeah. So uh, it's a good, uh, I, f- I feel the reset. I'm getting restarted on my diet. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing a reset for that. Uh, so even we've been though, trying to do some meal planning. Even though somebody and- brought cupcakes to work today. I'm being good, though, and I'm making myself save them for lunch. I didn't let myself have a cupcake for breakfast, so there you go. The struggle Um, is real. (laughs) uh, The calendar is very loud this month, and as we were driving in, you used that phrase, and I found that phrase interesting. What do you mean by the calendar is loud? August is a reminder to me that life has lots of ups and downs. That grief is not linear, that it's it's a process. In August, we, well, tomorrow, actually, August 12th, will be the three-year anniversary of losing Sprocket. And then August 14th, we celebrate our anniversary, and we'll come back to that. 29 years. And then August 23rd will be four years since we lost Dad. Mm. So there's this, it's like it's bookends to this amazing day in our life. <clears throat> Excuse me, COVID still strikes. Um, but it's it's hard. It's hard to and grasp just, that you can a, have such yeah. bitter with such sweet. We had a New Orleans friend pass away just a few days ago. Yeah. Somebody we've known for years. And... Uh, so that's in August now. And so the I like that phrase that, that the calendar is loud. And uh, I even had I had a horrible night's sleep last night. And I think it could be part of grief. It could be that I had red sauce before I went to bed. We went to an Italian restaurant. <laughs> and caffeine. And, yeah, yeah, and I'm not supposed to do caffeine after like 12, and I did it at 6. Uh but part of this is, I think, is my brain is working through some sure. of the, still the grief with yeah. dad and with puppy and that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know. Well, and then we add new grief with new loss. Yeah. And so, so it's just, it's a reminder to me also, and this is something that I whisper to myself a lot, feelings are indicators. They are not dictators. So if you're having a day where I had one the other day where I was angry about everything, Mm, my anger was really grief. Mm. 
And so I sat with that and I owned that truth that maybe I needed to take a breather and give everyone else a breather that day. So I did. I actually took the day off because I could own the fact that I wasn't in a good headspace. It had been a really hard week. There was a lot of stuff that I had a right to be angry about. But at the same time, staying mindful that sometimes sitting with your feelings and telling them what they are rather than them just dictating your actions and your reactions, it's really helpful. And it's not easy. That's wisdom. Very good wisdom. Uh, I just read a book by a guy named Steve Magnus called Do Hard Things. Mm. And there's a whole chapter in there about feelings, about how they're indicators and they shouldn't. I think he uses the word messengers or something like that, that, that that they are there to tell you what state of mind you're in, not what state of mind you should express. Mm. Yeah, that's good stuff. So that, that and yeah. and I and I has, I'm still on that journey. I'm still on that. that sure, journey. we all are. I mean, if we tell the truth. So so yeah. So but 29 years. We'll talk about that more in a few minutes. But this week is a very special and very sweet week. Yeah, in I've, some ways. about two or three times this week, I've come into the bedroom and there's a card on my pillow from you, and I fussed at you for that. But that's been sweet. So it's been fun. So so thank you for that. And then. Somebody sent me the most gorgeous roses uh, earlier in the week. What's his name? I'm to, I am going to go <laughs> we'll open up a 55-gallon drum. Well, look in the mirror, and you'll okay. know him well. All but, right. yeah, it, it was very sweet. And even because you know they are actually my favorite, there are daisies <laughs> mixed in with the roses. So, Aww. And I'm keeping them here at work this week so that all of us can enjoy them. Aww. But, yeah, very, very fun week. There's a movie from the 1980s called Back to the Future. Yeah, Michael J. Fox and what was the old man's name in it? You remember? Gosh, I, I do don't not know. know. Who, who, he was awesome. He was great. Um, but we want to go back to the future talk for us. Now, I am quickly realizing that I'm aging myself out of a lot of things. <laughs> We've done a recent batch of hiring within the organization. And a lot of these folks that we're hiring are like 21, 22. And there's a tremendous, I call it age strain. Mm. There's a distance. There's a gap in certain things that I know. And they talked about an app called Twitch. I don't know what that was. I had to ask, what what is is that? Uh, I learned yesterday that there's a university, and a lot of universities are doing this, they're putting gamers as professors to teach students how to play Fortnite, to teach students how to play video games because video games wow. are now a professional thing and they have championships and they actually show them on ESPN. And we have an employee in the organization whose son pays to be coached on how to play video games. Wow. Okay. I did not know this was an economy. You see, well, I knew that's about an, I knew about the competition. I did not know the part about the school having a class yeah. for it. Univer- and wow. they have they have they have coaches, and it falls under the sports department. Interesting. I just here's my question. Can I just be like you You're got really about to age? Yourself. Yeah. Well, no, but. Can you see some fella rolling out of mom's basement playing Fortnite, walking in next to like the left linebacker for the college <laughs> universe? I mean, 
shouldn't one be in like information tech and one be in sports? But anyway, it doesn't matter. Go. No, what this has led to for us is you and I have been talking a lot about. Let me say this first. This is not bashing on the younger generation because we were that younger generation at mm. one time. And I remember our grandparents and our aunts and uncles making fun of us that we knew nothing and we didn't. Um, but what we've been talking about a lot lately is what advances in technology <coughs> do you think have hurt us mm. as much as they've helped us? Okay, I'm just going to go there. I think having the internet in your pocket, mm. having your cell phone there, I think pornography is now available to every single person at the click of a button. Mm. Now, whenever I was in seminary, now this is a strange thing, funny to some of us, but down the road from the seminary, like one and a half miles, there was like a porno shop. And you'd have to walk into that porno shop. And me and the guys, and we'd drive by that. You have to go that to the thing. We'd honk at people as they drive in, you know, to, to like shame them. Now, think about this just for a moment. In order to go into that shop, you had to get out of your car, walk in front of people, go in there. Today, to access things that are shameful, you mm. can do it privately on your phone. I think that's an advancement that has hurt us as a society. And it's the number one Googled thing in the world. Wow. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, I wasn't sure where you were going with that, Sorry. but okay. Um, does that make sense? What I was saying? It does. So what you're communicating is that having cell phones has made it easier for us to hide some of our bad habits. Yes. Of course. It's made everything easier and yeah. more at our disposal. Yeah. I can order food and have it delivered at the house. I don't have to leave the house to get a donut. I don't have to leave the house to have fried chicken delivered. We don't do these things, But we don't the do these yeah. things. Just, just for those who are curious, we've never had that. Now, are there good things about cell phones? Yes. Sure. I mean, you can, from, yeah, there's information available to you. It's great. You can have streaming apps, streaming music. That's all great. Awesome. Um, but has it communicated to the next generation that life is too easy? Yes. To do our schoolwork, we used to have to go to the library. Yes. We used to have to use the Dewey Decimal System, You used kids. to have to use an encyclopedia. Do you even know what an encyclopedia yeah. is? <laughs> My mom and daddy bought me the whole set yeah. of encyclopedia. And you'd have to write a paper. Yep, and you'd have to cite all your resources. And there was no copy and paste from, you know, Google to your whatever. Today, you can just Google it. Yeah. And I think in some ways that is to our detriment. Everything is at our fingertips. We're not having to work as hard and as... Now, maybe we're working smarter, but we don't have to do some of the hard things that we used to have to do as kids. And But at the same time... My grandfather was a sharecropper, and he had a plow hooked up to a mule. Yeah. And he'd follow that mule in, like, 40 acres. Mm. Today, I work in an office that's air conditioning behind, with a computer and a comfy chair. Yeah. Some people could say, that's an advancement. That and maybe, that we're soft. And that we're yeah. soft. Yeah. So. Oh, I get it. Again, know, I'm not knocking on the next are. generation. I just think it's fascinating 
we've already like hinted to how computers are both good and bad. We say this a lot, and we we will give the disclaimer. We are on social media, not a whole lot, but it's damaging. But it's I see how it's shaping this next generation. A lot of their formulated thinking and their view of themselves and the worldview is coming from social media. And that's a little scary. I'm glad that my life as a child was not played out on social media. I was watching an episode one time of a show called uh, Chrisley Knows Best, and it follows this this family this mm-hmm. whose last name is Chrisley. And they have a son on there, and his name is Chase. And Chase had posted something to Instagram. I'll never forget this scene. Mm. And he's checking his phone. He says, wow, I only have 30,000 likes on this photo. i got to figure out how to get more likes. Yeah. And he was devastated. And it's like his identity yes. was wrapped up in how many likes he could get. Mm-hmm. But then I see that in me. Mm. You know, I had a few posts that went viral that got 40,000, 50,000 likes and got thousands of shares. And now I write, do posts and I get like 20 likes. And you're like, you know, am I useless now? Am I? We've put too much of ourselves yes. into that. Yes. Yeah. We, we we enjoy the applause yeah. and we we cre- and we crave that. Mm, that's uh, a lot. That's a lot to sit with. There's a second story. Miss Kayla's like he he's full of stories today. I El- like stories. Uh, Elvis Presley had had retired from 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 performing, and for for the for the kids listening, he was the king of rock and roll <laughs> back in the seventies. <laughs> blah blah blah. Google him. There you go. Yeah, Google Elvis. You can do that. Uh, he he had retired, and he decided to be, to begin touring again. And he went to Vegas. A reporter was was standing there by the door as Elvis walked in. And this reporter said, "Elvis, why did you come back?" And he was walking in the door, and he stopped and he paused, and he turned around and said, "To hear the applause one more, one time. more time." Yeah, mm. and that's like social media. We want that. We do. Yeah. So, I, again, I'm glad that as a kid, that was not part of my framework. It didn't, it didn't become part of how I perceived myself or how I felt like I had to present myself. Being a kid, for me, looked like getting home from school, jumping on my bike, riding to my friend's house. The only rule we had was, well, first of all, I take that back. We had to come home, do our homework. Dinner was required as a family. Then I could jump on my bike and go to my friend's house. We were the generation that be home when the streetlight comes on. Mm. That was the rule is I don't really want to see you until the streetlight comes on. Get outside, go play. We had a lot more imagination and I think that was forced by the fact that we didn't have a phone in our hand. We didn't have the internet to distract well, us. Well, we really sound like them people, get off my lawn right, right now, we don't do, we? don't we? And I don't mean to. I just think in some ways, maybe unfairly to say this, we had it better. We just, life was simple. And I don't know that maybe they did. I don't know that our parents worried as much about... <laughs> Us being out running the streets or running mm. around with our friends or, you know, going to the convenience store to buy candy. It seemingly was safer 
for us as kids. And maybe that's not true. Maybe they were just less fearful. I don't know. Let me say this about technology as well. I worry that we're losing the ability to truly communicate. In other words, Mm. to have a conversation because we're so reliant on texting People don't know how to make a phone call. They don't know how to make a phone call. They and yeah. they they don't know how to, you know, talk to people face to face. Secondly, let me say this about technology and texting. You get criticized for perhaps how you re how perhaps for how you respond to a text. Mm. Like, do you heart it or do you thumbs up? And if you just do a thumbs up, do you get fussed at or do you get criticized because you didn't heart it? Well, that's just, yeah, you know, this is nuts. Secondly, in that same vein, be careful not to read tone and whatever else into texting because words on a page, words on a screen don't have a tone. Yeah. So you bring your own tone to it. I think that's part of maybe what we've lost is the ability to have a conversation or this is we have lost the ability to sit across from each other, Mm. have a meal and have a conversation. Yeah. That's one of the greatest joys in life for me is to sit down at a meal with people Mm. and have a grand conversation, laugh, talk about the highs and the lows of life and share a story or two. That is just some of the greatest, and I think we're losing that a little bit. Mm. So. so, yeah, that's a lot to think about, Grandpa. Um, we've All just right, really Nana. aged ourselves. Right, I know, we have totally aged ourselves. Get so. off my lawn. <laughs> so I guess our question is, what would you say are the things that are different now than perhaps if you're listening and, you know. Than when you were a kid? You're not in your teens or 20s, what would you say is different now from when you were a kid? I just, I want to leave them to think on that. So, yeah, it's a rhetorical question. Okay. But all right. hopefully it evokes some very fond memories. And be home when the streetlight comes on. Yes. We celebrate 29 years this weekend we do now that's 29 married years yes we will have known each other for 30 yes we met in june of 2012 sorry wrong <laughs> don't know where that came from wow and y'all i i take 20, care i don't baby, know where 2012 do you, <laughs> 29 plus 20 okay let's wait let's, a minute hang on a second. we've lost <laughs> Nine years of marriage in your equation right there. That was kind of, I don't know what was good about 2012. I need to go back to the calendar. Or longer. Maybe I meant I don't to say 1992. Sorry. I was doing math, and I'm not sure where that came from. Wow. And I handle money for this organization. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank God we get audited Woo! every um, year. So we met in June of 1992, and <laughs> we got married in August of 1994. No, I'm still getting this wrong. No, we met in 92. We got married in 93. That's right. (laughs) I'm so bad at this. Yes, she is. She gets it wrong. I get dates wrong all the time. So, this is your lesson, kids. That cell phone comes in handy. (laughs) Because you have dates on it and everything else, don't you? 
<laughs> she, she'll put a I date do. in the calendar so she was because she knows she's gonna mess it up. I am such a type A, but dates elude me. So I have reminders. Thank you, Jesus, for technology. I take back the whole previous segment because yeah, no. So I, I wanted us to take a minute, hopefully accurately, um, and share a little bit of our story. Some may have heard this if they've listened to a previous podcast, but. Um, so we dated long distance for the first year. I was in I was still in college. I was finishing up college and we were separated by the fact that my college was like 4 hours away. Yeah, and for those listening, this is back in the day when you didn't have a cell phone, you no. had landlines. Yep. And you had to pay per minute. For long distance. You had some ridiculous cell phones. And long distance meant somebody outside of your area code. Yeah. Okay? Some people are going, what's an area code? Um, so I had, I remember I had months where my cell phone bill was $500, $800. And I'd have to. We had to learn to write letters. <laughs> and you have bins of letters that yeah, we've written to I've kept to every letter that we've written. So we started long distance and then and listen we didn't meet on the internet nope we met she actually worked for me it was a temporary job as an office manager she would not date me while she worked for me but when she went back to college i called her she didn't know who it was when i called her let's just get that out. let's just leave that there but she agreed to go to a to dinner with me yes we were planning to go to a very nice restaurant called houston's Mm -hmm. we get there there's a two-hour wait so we walk across the street and we go to Chili's, and we are dressed to the nines. We were the most dressed up people <coughs> in Chili's that night. But I had a good chicken fried steak that night. They have the best chicken fried okay, steak. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I really don't remember what I ate. Really? But I know that I had a great time. So I remember you wore, I believe you wore a dress that evening. I did. Okay. Yes. It so. was green and white. Yes. That, see, I remember the. Of course, I remember. I the wore clothes. a gray sport coat. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I was wearing pants, but I don't look. I was going to say and other clothes. So, yeah. So, but yeah. So we we started dating in September, and now fast forward <clears throat> to December. She was flirting with me the whole time. She flirted with me. <clears throat> she would stand over my shoulder, and we'd read the comics together. I did. I will confess, I figured out that summer that we worked together, I figured out that you loved the comics. I still do. And so I would go and find the paper every day. Bring it to me. Bring it to the break room. Lean and we would, over and me. And we would sit together and watch, uh, not watch, read the comics. <laughs> so this became our thing. And so on our first date after dinner, we went to get dessert and then we went to, and you had prearranged that the coffee house that we went to for dessert, there were flowers sitting on the table that were for me. And then we left from there and we went to the lakefront. New Orleans. And what became our bench, we I, sat on our bench and I'd you pulled out the, that you had hidden the comics. And so you pulled out the comics and we read the comics together. And on the night I proposed to her, there was a Hagar the Horrible comic mm-hmm. about Hagar's son proposing to his girlfriend. Yes, I and still so have it. No, she still has box. it. And she's like, what do you, what, what, what's this mean? And so I got down on one knee. And Well, there's a little more to this story <clears throat> that I want to share. Okay. So there are some very sweet elements to this story. <laughs> we had gone home to your parents for the weekend. 
And I had let my mom know that we were going to Cushada for the weekend. And she had said, as every mom does, let me know when you get there. Well, of course, being a typical college student, I forgot. Yeah, let's say But a couple of hours later, I remembered, I need to let my mom know we got here. So I called just to let her know we're here. And her very first question was... Has he asked you, did he pop the question yet? Something like that. And I went, what? And she said, nothing, and and tried to change the topic really quickly. Well, I very jokingly, when I got off the phone with her, told you she wanted to know if you had proposed. And I was waiting for the next day. you had asked permission. You had gone to my parents and asked permission to marry me. And you were actually hoping that the next day you could take me to the family chapel and propose to me on the steps. Sanders Methodist Well, that freaked you out because she derailed all of your plans. Thanks, Mom. Love you. So later that evening, we're sitting there and we're just chatting. Your mom was out bowling. She rolls in. And your dad had actually gone to bed because he worked at a paper mill and had to be at work really early the next morning. So we were waiting for your mom to come home from bowling. Your dad was in bed and you're just acting really nervous. I can tell. I'm like, what is going on with him? And you jump up. I remember we were sitting in the family room. You jump up and you're like, I need to change my socks. And I thought, what in the world? So you leave and you come back. And the first thing I notice is I'm like, he's still in the same socks. (coughs) And instantly you got down on one knee and you asked me if I would marry you. And then it all made sense to me because I realized this poor man has been nervous all evening about how this is all going to play out. So as you're finishing up the proposal, your mom comes rolling in the front door. What's going on? What's going on in here? (laughs) So you inform her, and she instantly looks at you and says, well, that's not how that was supposed to happen. So So we end up, your dad ends up awake. What's all the noise in here? (laughs) (laughs) But then they were both happy, and your mom was happy. And and we did drive to the family chapel the next day. Yes, we did. And you restaged it on the steps of the chapel. It was sweet. But it was a very sweet moment. But I will never forget the socks. I'm going to change my socks. And I thought, I was nervous. It's 9 o'clock at night. Why does he care about his socks? I was in a pinch. I was trying to figure out how to navigate that situation well you were afraid that that's all i was thinking about well, you know, but there's that. so there was that and so here we are today 29 29 year. years later and this sunday i mean this saturday we're going to go to the river company our favorite restaurant. we are been a lot of great times been a few hard times uh we've never considered leaving leaving each other nope um has there been some some rain in our life? Yeah, I mean, there's the old song that says, "Into every life, some rain must fall." Yeah, there's been some some tough days. Some but if you times. will let them, those those storms will knit you closer. Yes. And so, if you are in a season that it looks hard, mm-hmm. and it doesn't look doable, and you've forgotten what you love about that person. Mm-hmm. Go back to the day that you fell in love. And I know that sounds cliche, but really sit with what about that person told you. This is the person I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with. 
Now, I'm not talking about a situation where there's abuse or there's something absolutely horrible that you should not stay in. I'm talking about if you're frustrated because they continually leave their clothes on the floor or they don't clean up the kitchen or they forget events that are important to you or a hundred other like very small petty things that can mound up to be what considers I'm done with this. Go back and remember what it was that that made you want to be together for the rest of your life. Mm. And let that wash away all of today's irritations. Because trust me, I do a thousand things that are quirky and they're annoying. Not a bit. But he never focuses on that. No. He remembers what he fell in love with. Miss Kayla, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. I'd be lost without you. It's a joy to do every single day with you to make memories and never forget that you're beautiful and I love you. Aw, I love you too. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Peas and Carrots podcast. You can search and listen to us on wherever you get your podcast from. You can visit our website, which is peasandcarrotspodcast.com. We Peas. learned our podcast. Yeah, I got to correct it. Website. On the, on Yay. The, I got to correct it on this piece of paper. Peasandcarrotspodcast.com. And when you do go there, you can subscribe to our podcast. Absolutely. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for the Peas and Carrots podcast. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. For more about the Peas and Carrots podcast and to reach out to Brian and Kayla, visit peasandcarrotspodcast.com. Looking for another encouraging podcast? Quirks, bumps, and bruises with Melody, Candy, and Gabe explores the real experiences of life through humor and honesty, weighing in together on how every quirk, bump, and bruise of life that we encounter can all relate back to the grace, love, and forgiveness of God. Search Quirks, Bumps, and Bruises wherever you get your podcasts today.